As you start to reach more people, things start to feel more complex. There's more to do and more to keep track of, and it starts to actually take time away from creating content. I felt this struggle personally. The more creator science grew, the more it felt like I was dropping the ball. So I did something about it. I built a set of rock solid systems, all in Notion to support the business as we grew. And it worked like a charm. I've now taken my personal Notion setup and productized it. It's called Creator HQ, and it's the complete operating system that you need for your creator business. I built Creator HQ to be an all-in-one workspace designed to save you more time, create more content, and drive more revenue. By leveraging Creator HQ, we are publishing more than we ever have, and we're nearing $1 million in annual revenue because of it. It brings all of your data and processes into one place with custom-built dashboards to reduce friction in managing tasks, creating content, and collaborating with your team. I've seriously spent more than three years building this, and now you can have the same systems that I use right out of the box. In the lab, one of our members just posted, I have spent the last few weeks diving into Creator HQ, learning how it works, and making it my own. This is the first time in a while that I felt this organized and filled with hope that I can find a workflow that will work for me with my whole business. This is gold. I will definitely be giving a testimonial for this badass product. If you're new to Notion, don't worry. I've included a ton of specific tutorials to help you learn how to use Notion generally and Creator HQ specifically. I've never seen another Notion product integrate tutorials like we have here. More than 300 other creators are already using Creator HQ, and I am not exaggerating when I say I would be lost without this system. Creator HQ is what keeps the trains running over here. As a podcast listener, I'm giving you my best price. You can get 10% off using the promo code podcast at checkout. Just head to creatorhq.co to watch the video and learn more. That's creatorhq.co and use promo code podcast to save 10%. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of Creator Science. This is an exciting, exciting episode. I am joined once again by Nathan Barry, the founder and CEO of ConvertKit. Now, if you're not familiar with Nathan, he was a guest on episode number 96 of this show a little more than a year ago. Nathan and I caught up about a month ago at CEX, the Creator Economy Expo in Cleveland, where we recorded this conversation that you're about to hear. I am a huge, huge fan and advocate for ConvertKit. ConvertKit is what I use to send my creator science newsletter. I believe it's the best email service provider, the best email marketing platform on the planet. I'm even a part of the ConvertKit sponsor network. They handle the ads for my newsletter. And the biggest reason I love ConvertKit is because I think they just understand creators so, so well. Our mission as a company is that we exist to help creators earn a living. And so how do we switch ConvertKit from something that you pay for to where we pay you. We're trying to build the best place to earn a living online as a creator. And so it'll just be anything else that we can layer on uh, in that experience because we want it where you're just like, pay for ConvertKit? I guess I did, but they actually just sent me eight grand this month, you know? For a long time, I have been using ConvertKit in conjunction with a tool called Sparkloop. Sparkloop began as a email referral tool, and I began using it for their email recommendations tool. That was a feature called Upscribe. Now, recently, ConvertKit rolled out what they're calling the Creator Network, and the first feature of that Creator Network is email recommendations. Now, I had a hard time deciding which of these two tools am I going to use, but this conversation with Nathan at CEX a month ago put that question to rest. And we have a big, big announcement, a scoop here, something that was just announced on stage at Craft and Commerce in Boise, Idaho. Here's the big news. We actually acquired Sparkloop. They integrate with every major email provider. And so what that means is if I'm trying to earn a living on ConvertKit and I'm looking for who I can recommend, it's not just ConvertKit newsletters. It could be The Hustle. It could be MarketBeat. It could, you know, any of these big publications you're getting paid so early in your creator journey that this is fantastic. So when we saw that, we were like uh, immediately calling up Louis and Manuel on um, the, the Sparkloop founders and saying like, hey, like we need, <laughs> we need Sparkloop <laughs> to be a part of ConvertKit. We want to acquire you guys. Uh, and it took a few months to make the deal happen. 
but the deal is done. Sparkloop is part of ConvertKit now, and I am very, very excited about it. I'm very excited about the future of email and what Nathan describes as multiplayer mode is what they're enabling at ConvertKit with email. And if you know my work and what I talk about, Email has historically not been a discovery platform. It's been very difficult to get people to find your email newsletter. Well, with what ConvertKit is doing with the Creator Network, it's a very bright future. In this whole conversation that we had here at CEX, we're gonna cover exactly what you can expect from the Creator Network, what it looks and feels like. And if you go to the show notes, there's a link for you to start using the ConvertKit Creator Network right now. As I said a moment ago, after this conversation, I switched to the ConvertKit Creator Network, and in just about a month, I picked up an extra 2,000 email subscribers from recommendations. I have nearly 60 different creators recommending Creator Science right now. I would love for you to recommend Creator Science if you join the ConvertKit Creator Network, and it's become the number one source of new subscribers for Creator Science. So we cover the entire product here. In this episode, we talk about the acquisition of Sparkloop, and we also talk about how to build a flywheel as a creator. I would love to hear what you think about this episode as you're listening. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at jklaus. Tweet at me, say hello, let me know that you're listening. And now let's get to that full conversation with Nathan Berry from CEX. Okay, let's talk about the Creator Network, Yeah, which is publicly available now. I want to talk literally the user experience here in a second, but let's just start with the creator network itself. I want to know at what point you guys decided to pull the trigger and say, we're going to take this on as a platform. Right. Because it seems like a really large feature set and capability to build out. Yeah. Well, it's a fundamental shift in how, how ConvertKit and how email works. Because if you think about everything that we've been doing as creators in email, it's all single player mode. Mm -hmm. It's all, this is what I'm doing if you're on MailChimp and I'm on ConvertKit and someone else is on AWeber, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter because we could all be in a mastermind group and we'd be like, oh, I can't use the same automation across you know each yeah. of our accounts. But like, it doesn't really matter. It's all single player. And the creator network is a shift in thinking of like, okay, nothing about what we do as creators is single player except for our email clients, totally. which is kind of weird. You know, we're talking about what we're doing on social, we're in masterminds together, we're at conferences, you know, like all of that. It matters who we're working with, who we're partnering with, but there's not software built around that. Mm -hmm. And so the creator network is this idea of, okay, what if we, what if email switches and it's all a multiplayer experience and it's all, how do we partner with other creators um, in order to grow faster and, and do more things? So the very first feature that we have is the creator network is recommendations. And so that's where, you know, it's something that, that Sparkloop really popularized where when someone subscribes to your list, you can come in, it, it pops up and says, hey, thanks so much for subscribing. Also check out these other creators that, you know, you should follow. It ends up driving 50 to sometimes even 100% faster growth. Wild. I mean, the stats are wild. You know, <laughs> you I, know this from yes. uh, being in groups that are driving a lot of growth. And so... Yeah, that's the first feature and that that's how it works. And it's really taking this idea that we tell every creator, you know, like, okay, if you want to grow, meet other creators, partner with them, do swaps with them. And it's like, okay, let's take those individual activities and let's systematize it. Yes. Um, okay, this is already opening up new doors for me because now it's <laughs> becoming much more clear while you're calling this the creator network as opposed to email recommendations. Right. It sounds like you're alluding to other future ways to like make this a multiplayer game, which I like because yeah, historically it's email is the strategy that everyone wants is like the backbone of their business, but there's no incentivized or even mechanized way to have organic discoverability or growth in that way. Talk to me about the literal user experience of being on the creator network from the, um, from the subscriber side. So basically what it is, it's the same subscription process that you'd go through, right? Because ConvertKit has, we've got our opt-in forms installed on, I don't know, 40, 50,000 websites at this point. And so you're going on, you're opting in like normal and you could be looking to get, you know, the free download or join a newsletter or whatever the offer is. And then after that, it, it shows a form and says, hey, thanks for subscribing. Here's the other creators that I recommend. So form is in a modal that pops yep, up on screen. Yeah, a modal screen. that pops up. And so an example would be, like James Clear, Sahil Bloom, Ryan Holiday, and Tim Ferriss are all in a cohort together. 
damn. Uh, <laughs> How do I get into that club? <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's next level. Um, so if you signed up on uh, Sahil Bloom's newsletter, it's going to recommend the other three, right? You sign up on Ryan Holiday's Daily Stoic. With like check boxes next to check them. boxes. Yeah, and then you hit subscribe. It adds you to their lists as well. You can customize the email that someone gets from you, right? So you know that someone came in. You know, maybe I know I know that someone signed up for my newsletter as a creator through my Twitter opt-in form and they're getting one email sequence. But I know that, you know, someone else came in because they signed up for you and you recommended mm. me. And so I could have a different email and say like, you know, I might need to introduce myself a little more. This is a pain point that I've currently dealt with with yeah. Upscribe. Right. Um, which is possible for me to work through that, but it's yep. it's another thing technical. to implement. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying literally the the tool is already built so that the form detects which publication, which newsletter recommended me, so I can make a bespoke welcome series. Yeah. So right now where we're at is you can you can customize it based on hey, you came from a recommendation or you, you signed up for me directly. Okay. And then what we will be building out is the functionality where I could change it and say, hey, you know, Jay recommended that you sign up for my newsletter. And here's a photo of me and Jay. We go way back and we're at, you know, we took this, we were recording at CEX and, you know, so you can bridge that gap. Here's why yeah. I love Jay's work. Here's why he loves me. Yeah. And, and then you can drop someone into a more traditional sequence rather than someone being like, wait, Nathan, how did I get on your list? You know, or having that confusion. Yeah, I do want to talk about that too because how how, uh, how cynical of a person are you? Uh, it depends. Okay. Middle of the road. I, I, I find that I increasingly have like a cynical voice in my head that makes me question things sometimes. And the cynical part of my mind when it comes to newsletter recommendations generally, not a convert yep. thing, just generally, is okay, how many people are recognizing that they're signing up for multiple newsletters? Mm -hmm. How many newsletters am I recommending? And then is the immediate subscribe experience, I just got five welcome emails. Right. So are you, how do you guys think about that? Because what I would actually love to do is after I make a, or after someone has referred to me from another newsletter, I would like to delay my welcome email a little bit, you know, right. but like minutes, mm -hmm. not like, not immediately, not an hour. I would like to stagger it a little bit because I imagine like that subscriber experience, especially if they didn't realize what they're doing, they're like, yeah, I'll accept the terms and conditions. Yep. It could be a little overwhelming. Yeah. So I think that like as we were thinking about building out this functionality, I was wondering like, is this going to be something that's a trend or a gimmick and it, you know, is going to spike, you know, and then after a while it, it you know, ends up being that uh, consumers get sick of it, you know, or something else. And really it comes down to what you're hinting at, which is how good of an experience can you make it? Yes. The terrible experience is I signed up for five newsletters. I didn't realize what I was signing up for. And then I started getting daily emails from every, every newsletter. And I'm just like, what even happened? I don't know who you are, all of that. That's one way that this could go. I think what smart creators are going to do is they're going to be thinking about, okay, how can we make this a good... Like if we're in a mastermind group together and we're saying, hey, let's all grow faster by partnering together, right? And we're already helping each other out, you know, with Twitter replies and LinkedIn, right? And all of that. And so now we're saying, hey, how do we all grow faster on the back end as well? Well, then we're going to be thinking about it. I'm going to be like, hey, Jay, on your welcome sequence, why don't you delay that a day? Why don't totally. we, like, let's personalize it. Let's take a photo together. Let's have the first thing that we link to in that be a podcast episode that you and I did Ooh, together. Yes. This is the bespoke sequence that I want to create for yeah. sure. <laughs> Cause then it's like, Hey, we're not like, Oh, I guess I'll recommend Jay and you know, click, 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 move on. Right. It's like, Oh, how do I make this a real partnership? Yeah. Cause you know, now we've done a few podcast episodes together now, like, you know, it's not just the photo it's here's what we like, yeah. here's where we overlap. Here's the things, you know, you were just in, in your talk, you're talking about, um, tiered pricing for memberships, right? I'm a huge tiered pricing fan. Oh, we could nerd out on that for a long time. And so that's the sort of thing where we could make a great sequence. It might only be two or three emails before. Oh, it, interesting. You know what I'm saying? But it's it, not a welcome sequence. It, well, it, it is, but it's not like, hey, welcome. It's like, I know something about you. Here's a very concrete piece of value I can right. deliver you based on what I know about you. Yeah, and so how do you bridge that handoff, right? If my whole job is to take someone who's a fan of me 
and turn them into a fan of you. Like there's a lot of things that I can do. Not just here's why I enjoy Jay's work, but also here's the episode that we did together. Here's, you know, like we can bridge that gap in so many ways. So like anything, there's going to be some really terrible implementations. Yeah. And then there's going to be people who are like making it a great bespoke experience and absolutely nailing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's the cynical thing I think of sometimes is like, this is a wonderful time to be doing email recommendations. Mm -hmm. How does this not go to zero for everybody? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I can see that. So when you, when you talk to creators who are already on the network and they're doing this, do they have any competitive fear of saying like, I actually don't want my subscribers to subscribe to five other newsletters. Mm. Do people worry about that or is that a non-issue? Yeah, well, I think the first thing is just because a tool lets you recommend five newsletters at once doesn't mean you should. Right. And so if we're trying to make this a great subscriber experience, recommending one other newsletter is probably not enough, right? But I, I think three is about the perfect number. And so one thing that Creator Network has built in is the ability to recommend as many as you want. As many as you want. And select how many should be shown to a subscriber at any time. Ah, okay. yeah. And then like it'll that. round robin through that. I like that. So for example, I'm currently recommending seven newsletters, but I'm only ever showing three at a time. And it's randomized or you also set the schedule of how frequently it cycles through? Um, right now it... it rotates through evenly. Okay. Um, but we're building the functionality where you can actually choose. You would say like, hey, maybe in this case, I want to recommend Jay all of the time and I want to rotate through these other four. It's that fine-tuned. To yeah, like to, oh, that's where we're headed. Interesting, I like that. And Because you, it might be, take an example where, let's say you're getting 100 new subscribers a day and I'm getting 25 new subscribers a day, right? If we partner, that's a fairly lopsided totally. partnership. And on one hand, we might be fine with that because of other value or we're just friends, but we kind of want a way that we could even that out. And so you could set it where here's your small creator partnerships that rotate through a slot and you know they're each getting basically 25% yeah. time. Whereas you might be partnered with someone who's at your level or a little bit bigger and you're like, hey, I need to promote this person all the time. Yeah. And so it lets you do swaps and partnerships with people where it's not about total list size. It's about list growth. Yeah. I think it's brilliant because that's what happens in podcasting now. You know, like if you're using a a platform like Megaphone, like I am, and you want to do a cross promotion with another show, you know, of course you want to find roughly the same size, but you can actually meter it and say, I'm giving this person a hundred thousand impressions, you know, and they're doing the same. And they may be able to get me a hundred thousand impressions in a day. It may take me a month, but I love, I didn't know you guys were doing that. And I love that as an approach. After a quick break, Nathan and I talk about how you can get recommended by other creators on the Creator Network. So stick around. We'll be right back. If you know me, you know how much I believe in memberships. My membership is the core of my business and earning an income directly from your audience is one of the most sustainable ways for you to become a professional creator too. So I want to tell you about today's sponsor, Uscreen. Uscreen is a beautiful all-in-one platform that helps content creators earn a living from their videos by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. You can host private live streams for your members, build an on-demand catalog of premium content, and Uscreen gives you a community hub to interact with your members too. They can access your community from their mobile phone, so your membership is right there in their pocket. With a Uscreen account, you get video hosting, an out-of-the-box website, full payment and subscription management, and plenty of third-party integrations too. And Uscreen makes it easy to get set up. You get access to powerful website themes that are fully brandable with no coding skills required. Uscreen will even provide a dedicated success manager for you. Just about anyone that wants to make money from their content can do it with Uscreen. It's perfect for coaches, authors, influencers, and entrepreneurs in just about any niche. Right now, Uscreen is used by creators in fitness, education, news, kids entertainment, and more. That includes Yoga with Adrian and Creator Now, just to name a couple. Uscreen is the platform for building a video membership site that is great for generating a sustainable income for professional creators. If you create video content for your audience, I highly recommend checking it out. If you're interested in learning more about Uscreen, visit uscreen.link slash J. That's U-S-C-R-E-E-N dot link slash J and let them know that I sent you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Last year, my wife and I started talking about her joining the business full time. This is a huge decision, not just for the business, but for our marriage. My wife, being the very smart and thoughtful woman that she is, suggested that we proactively sign up for therapy as a couple 
to help us communicate better before we started working together. It really helped us have better language to describe how we're feeling and listen to one another, which generally lowers the intensity of any conversation. Now, I had never been in therapy before, but here's something that I didn't expect. It didn't just help our dialogue, but it helped my inner monologue too. The way I understand my own experience has changed based on the tools that I got from therapy. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's convenient, it fits your schedule, and you can be in the comfort of your own home. Just fill out a short questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. They even make it easy to switch therapists if it doesn't feel like a fit. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash creator today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash creator. And now back to my conversation with Nathan Barry, the founder and CEO of ConvertKit. Talk to me then about if I'm a creator and I want to join the creator network, but I don't have a mastermind group already, I'm not sure who right. to partner with. What's that experience look like on ConvertKit? Yeah, so it's a full directory inside of ConvertKit where you can browse and look by category and see, okay, who else, you know, uh, I'm a fitness creator. Who else is in this space that I would want to recommend? If you recommend someone, it doesn't send them a notification as soon as you're recommending them. Mm -hmm. It lets them know as soon as you've sent them subscribers. Okay. So it's interesting, right? Helping- uh, It's a better experience. Yeah. So helping Ryan Holiday, for example, set this up. He's going through, he's got his group that he is recommending, right? And that was, they're all friends separately. That was a conversation like, hey, let's put all of this together. But then now there's a lot of people that have found Daily Stoic, his newsletter in the directory and like, oh, like Ali Abdal, for example. Yeah. They've never had a conversation that I know of. And that actually shines nicely on the person recommending too. Like yeah. you're- your taste making in a way, the publications mm -hmm. that you're recommending so that that sends some sort of signal of your taste. And like some people might even read into it and be like, oh, wow, he's recommending Ryan Holiday. Maybe he's friends with Ryan Holiday. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a really interesting way to get on another creator's roadmap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, like, radar. Radar. Yeah. Because if you think about like in Ollie's case, he's growing quite well. He just went on and said, who are the creators that I like? He browsed the directory. Oh, him, him, him. There we go. And then he's got other creators that he's working on swaps with. But in that case, you know, Ryan's like, who's this guy that sent me 400 subscribers? Mm, you know, and it's mm -hmm, not like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, I had a casual shout out on Twitter, you yep. know, like, you know, enjoyed this podcast episode. That's one way to get on someone's radar. But, you know, when you're like, totally. oh, you sent me all these what subscribers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and someone's like, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so then you might get into one of those situations where, especially as that's a big reason that we want this, like, granular functionality. So you could say, here's who I'm doing real partnerships with where we're all on the same level. And then here's like my pay it forward slot mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where someone like a James Clear or a Sahil Bloom yeah. who are getting, you know, two to 3000 new subscribers a day could say like, here's, it's like the new and noteworthy. Oh my God. Right. Yeah, that's and here are the creators that I just think are great. That's awesome. And you might rotate five or six through that slot. Cause you, if you send them 50, a hundred, 200 subscribers a World day, changing. like that's, Especially <laughs> if you have the back end built out to like where you're like, you understand how a subscriber becomes right. a customer in some way. Yeah. And so there's so many things about growing as a creator that we know of like going to the events, meet people, build these relationships, pay it forward. Like I can think of so many people that I'm only where I'm at now because of people, creators like Chris Gillibo, Ryan Holiday. I mean, there's Brennan Dunn. There's so many people. Totally. And so it's like, wait, but we're software. Like I'm a software guy. How do I productize this? Yeah. And make it so that the product is actually encouraging these connections. What's the reporting like in the back end? Yeah. So it tells you exactly who's sending you, how many subscribers, what the conversion rate is. So if that modal pops oh, up, okay. who... Um, conversion rate by referrer? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. And so you could see, okay, when... Like Sahil Bloom, for example, has the highest conversion rate that I've ever seen where when he's recommending someone, there's like a 44% chance that they like, so when he recommends James Clear, 44% of people that see that modal are like, yes, I want, I want to see that. I think it's because his audience is just hyper engaged yeah. and he's so good at driving people from social, you know, but then other, other times you might see like, okay, I'm recommending these four creators 
and three of them are getting a 30% conversion rate, and this one's getting a 20% conversion rate. I wonder why. Then we can dig in. Okay, maybe there's not a good hook. Like they're not explaining what their newsletter is well. It's not, it's not compelling. There's not name recognition. So you can tweak that. I like that you're sharing numbers in like the 20, 30, 40% range mm-hmm. because the cynical part of me that I that was tapping into a little bit ago was like, I bet like 90 plus percent of people subscribe to all the recommendations because they're not paying attention, they're just clicking buttons. Yeah. It makes me glad to hear that it sounds like initially you're seeing people have awareness and discernment for themselves. Right. Yeah. And I think the more like as we layer on functionality to be able to customize all the copy, like here's why I'm recommending this person. Yeah. You know, and and make that a bespoke experience, yeah. the higher the conversion rate will be. And just the more intentional everyone will, will be with it. Yeah. So I was formerly on Upscribe. Yep. Can we share the big news? Yeah. So when we rolled this out, people were like, oh, are you competing with Sparkloop now? I thought you had a partnership. And we've sort of had this interesting dynamic for the last few months where people are like asking questions and we're like, well, I guess the first thing to talk about is with Upscribe. Upscribe is a feature of Sparkloop that does this and lets you integrate with you know any email provider. Their ultimate play is something called the partner network. And that is where you can do this through paid advertising, right? So if I'm a creator and I want to grow my audience and I, you know, I know what my revenue per subscriber is, I know that my funnel, you know, if I put engaged subscribers in here, I'm going to promote my membership or my course or whatever else. And I'm going to make a certain return per subscriber. So then typically I'm going out to Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and I'm running ads, and, you know, cause I know, okay, if I spend a thousand dollars, I can make 2000 back yeah. over this, this time period. Can I give and, a very specific example of yes. this just to break it down for folks? So Justin Moore, friend of mine also was using Upscribe by Sparkloop. We had a handshake agreement that we're going to recommend each other. Then he started running ads. He was paying somewhere like $3 per subscriber. He was recommending publications in Upscribe that were paying two to $3 per subscriber each. So he's actually netting typically $3-ish of a sub- per subscriber for the paid ads that he is running. Yep. And as someone he's recommending, I'm getting the benefit of those paid ads as well. So if I was also running paid ads, we could effectively cut our acquisition costs in half. That's what yep. was so exciting about this. Yeah, and so if you think about it from the creator perspective, I'm used to going out and paying the big tech companies. And now in this case, I can go on the partner network and say, okay, I will pay $2 per engaged subscriber that any creator sends me. And what I love about this is instead of paying Mark Zuckerberg, I'm now paying Jay Klaus, totally. <laughs> right? Totally. And so it's like, let's keep this money in our ecosystem. Uh, so Sahil Bloom is a great example. He has built this amazing flywheel of driving subscriber growth for, uh, for his newsletter, where he's got the new subscribers coming in, you know, nurturing them on his automation and his email list. Then he has sponsorships through the ConvertKit sponsor network, and he's taking all 100% of the money he makes from that and spending it yeah. on the partner network to grow faster, which makes his email list bigger, which means that he sells more sponsorships, which means he has more money totally. to spend on. So this flywheel just accelerates and, and goes faster and faster. And he's now adding, oh, I think 50 to 70,000 subscribers a month. That's um, insane. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. It's completely wild. And the flywheel is getting faster and faster. And so in this, like for Sparkloop, Upscribe is not the core feature. Upscribe is the real estate that enables the partner network. And so what they were looking to do is partner with more, you know, email companies like ConvertKit and really roll this out and say, hey, how can we make this available to your entire customer base? And so people were like, oh, are you competing with Sparkloop now? I thought you guys invested in them. I thought you had a partnership. And it's like, oh, no, no, we're accelerating their, their whole plan. Um, the other thing in it is that we actually acquired Sparkloop. Oh, casual. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, we just bought it. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, our mission as a company is that we exist to help creators earn a living. And we saw what Sparkloop was doing. It's like, this is an amazing way totally. to, if you're creating your sponsoring, it's a, an amazing way to grow your audience faster. Uh, you're only paying for engaged subscribers. And if you build an automation funnel and all of that, right? we we know very well how to you know earn more from that and then as a creator like you can go on there and say oh i'm a big sahil bloom fan i would love to get paid to recommend his totally. newsletter and so even if you have five new subscribers a day coming in you could be recommending sahil or anyone else and so you you can get to the point where you're making you know five ten twenty dollars a day 
and you don't even like, this is before you've made a product. This is, you're getting paid so early in your creator journey that this is fantastic. So when we saw that, we were like uh, immediately calling up Louis and Manuel on the, the Sparkloop founders and saying like, hey, like we need, <laughs> we need Sparkloop <laughs> to be a part of ConvertKit. We want to acquire you guys. Uh, and it took a few months to make the deal happen. But Yeah. Well, it makes uh, me happy as a creator using both mm-hmm. because Louis and Manuel build an amazing product, love their team. Love the ConvertKit product. Love the ConvertKit team. And now I don't have to make a choice. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's all one thing. Um, Another thing that's amazing about it is they've built out all of this functionality. Well, first, because of their referral product that they've had for years. Yeah, we haven't even talked about that. They integrate with every major email provider. And so what that means is if I'm trying to earn a living on ConvertKit and I'm looking for who I can recommend, it's not just ConvertKit newsletters. It could be the hustle it could be market beat. It could, you know, any of these big publications that are using like enterprise level. Oh, so you'll, email you'll continue tool. to let them go outside. Oh, of, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Because we're saying as a creator, how can you have the biggest option yeah. at the highest cost per lead that you could recommend so you can maximize earnings? Yeah. And because Sparkloop integrates with all of these, it doesn't matter as a sponsor, you could be on any platform yeah. and get access to, to all this. So it's really about building a really big, high-quality network uh, as fast as possible. And then the other thing is that because there's a direct integration, as a sponsor, you only have to pay for the engaged subscribers. And mm-hmm. so that's a huge difference. Whereas if you're advertising on Facebook or another traditional channel, you're paying for, for CPMs, basically views, and then you've got a conversion rate, and you're working your way down, and you're trying to say, okay, ultimately, if I spend this much money, I'm getting to $3 per subscriber, but you have no, like, then you're, you know, weeks down the road, you're tracking where they actually engaged, where they high quality. And so in this case, you're only paying for the engaged subscribers. Let's talk about that tech. with the data that you have so far. So yep. you guys, you guys rate subscribers on a one through five scale yep. for the folks on the creator network who have received subscribers. How is that average subscriber rating looking so far? Yeah, I would say, so I guess the first thing to know when someone subscribes to your list, if you, it's a, if you get a thousand new subscribers, Day one is when they're going to have the highest average open rate and you're going to see that gradually decline. Yep. So if you look at the stats on a welcome sequence, it might start email number one at 75%, 70%. And then it might, by the end of the sequence, say drop down to 45%. And that would be pretty normal numbers to see. And so if you keep in mind, that's just as someone's like really excited and then they get busy with life, you know, as time goes on. And so you're going to see kind of a similar curve. What we've seen on the partner network is that an organic subscriber, if you think of those numbers for organic subscribers, a paid subscriber or a recommended subscriber is going to be about 20% lower than that. So maybe- But that, you're putting paid and recommended as a similar quality yeah. together? Okay. Yeah, at least so far. We'll yeah. see how it how it trends out. You know, this is all still really new. Because a paid subscriber is like a soft endorsement. It kind of feels like oh, a recommendation yeah, anyway. absolutely. And it should be, yeah, right? If you're just browsing, you're saying, hey, who has the highest, who's paying the highest per subscriber? You know, I'm going to pick that out and go from there. That's not, you want to do it based on who you actually recommend because your integrity is on the line. This is an endorsement. You know, you're just not just like, oh, someone said they pay $8 a subscriber. I'll throw them in my recommendations. It's like, no, no, no. You're picking someone that you would actually recommend and, yeah. and you like their content. Yeah. After a quick break, Nathan and I talk about how you can build a flywheel to grow much, much faster. So stick around. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Podcast Movement. For the past decade, Podcast Movement has organized the world's largest gathering of podcasters, featuring thousands of attendees, hundreds of breakout sessions, panels, and workshops, plus the largest trade show in podcasting. Podcast Movement helps podcasters of all experience levels create, grow, and profit from their show. It's suitable for beginners, but you'll also have the opportunity to meet some of the biggest names in the industry. I've been to several Podcast Movement events, and not only is the programming incredible, but the culture and vibe are incredible too. It attracts thoughtful, empathetic, and collaborative people, which makes sense when you think about the medium of podcasting. Podcast Movement hosts two events per year. The first just wrapped up, but their flagship conference is happening August 19th through the 22nd in Washington, D.C. Attendees have the freedom to choose their own adventure across several different stages throughout the four-day event, not to mention dozens of amazing networking events, parties, and the expo hall floor. 
Tracks include podcast creation, video and live streaming, industry professional, plus several stages of curated programming from some of the top companies in podcasting. It's truly a unique event, and if you are a podcaster, I cannot recommend it enough. Right now, tickets are available at super duper early bird pricing. And as a Creator Science listener, you can save $50 on top of that by visiting podcastmovement.com slash science. That's podcastmovement.com slash science. And now back to the show. I want to go back to the, the Sawhill story you are telling a second ago, because I think what's brilliant about his growth strategy, he has a background in investing. He does. He's a creator, but he's even treating his creator business like he's making investments, you oh, know, yeah. like he looks at, okay, what's the, what's the return on bringing these in? Like you can see he's, he's even structuring his business like an investment. Can you, and it's wide open. Can you talk about like how creators can think more like an investor as opposed to just like a, uh, a maker of content? Yeah. So something that doesn't get talked about enough is flywheels as a creator. And so Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, theorizes, and it's a book that probably every investor has read because it's about how are these companies building up to this level? Like how are truly great companies um, built? And he theorizes that all of these great companies have a flywheel. And so a flywheel is where, if you think about like a water pump, mm -hmm. you you, it might be in a, in a campsite or something. And it's this big metal handle and you're pumping it up and down. And it's this, this individual action that like the same amount of force to pump it down and then up. And it's like, it does not get easier with yes. time. It's a consistent right. amount of effort. Um, back in 2008, I got to go on this trip to Lesotho, which is the little landlocked country inside of South Africa. Hmm. And we were doing like some public works projects um, at this orphanage and we drilled a well. And because electricity was not, uh, reliable there. We actually installed a flywheel on top of this well. And now what a flywheel is, it's this big steel wheel that sits on, on top of the well. It's like a merry-go-round. Yeah. It's, uh, oriented vertically Okay. in this case. And so, and it, the action of that wheel turning pumps water up, you know, it, it, it runs the pump. And so when it started, like when I tried to start pushing this, it was really hard. And a friend came over and he pushed it and together we got the spinning. And the first rotation was very difficult. And the second rotation was easier. By the third or fourth, it's building momentum. And my friend stops helping. You know, later I'm spinning with one hand. And by the time it's going, it's pumping water very, very well. And I'm, I could spin it with one finger. And so a flywheel is basically where it's taking the individual actions, turning them into a sequence that gets easier with time. So there's three key rules of a flywheel that you have to understand. One is that you have to take individual activities and turn them into where they feed one into the other in a circular motion. And the second thing is every rotation of the flywheel should be easier than the previous rotation. And third is each rotation should produce more than the previous rotation. And those, those are simple rules, but when you put them together, it, the results are insane. So a couple quick examples. If we have, you know, a new, a new blog post comes out, a new podcast, and you're like, I guess I should promote it here or here. Yep. You could actually have a system where you're like, oh, this is the flywheel that I use for promoting a new podcast episode. And so you know every time this is what I'm going to do. And so you're taking a bunch of separate marketing activities and you're feeding them one into the other. Another example would be on rule number two of making it easier. Like something that we all do is write a weekly newsletter. The content is usually the thing yep. powering the flywheel. Well, it can be hard <laughs> to come up with content ideas week in and week out. And so if we think about like Sahil Bloom's flywheel, the core engine in that is a really high quality uh, newsletter that goes out twice a week, right? That's what the people are actually signing up for that he can then sell sponsorships in that drives revenue and all of that. So the, the content being good is what matters most. So how do we make that easier? Well, in your welcome sequence, add a question that says, hey, what's your biggest frustration with learning whatever we're teaching, right? With learning how to uh, build and grow a membership, with learning how to design iOS apps, um, with build, like Brennan Dunn had this question with building a freelancing business. And you say, hit reply and let me know. Well, all of those replies go into a label in Gmail. You could have Zapier put it into a spreadsheet if you wanted. And so now what you're doing is when you're like, okay, <laughs> it's totally. Monday at 5 p.m. I got an email that's got to go out on Tuesday. What should I write? 
Well, you go in there, you have your readers telling you, these are my, my frustrations. And then you get to dive in and say, I'm going to answer this one. And that's writing that content. Now that content helps you get more subscribers, which then puts more people through the funnel. Right. There's more people giving you content ideas, which will help you get more subscribers. And so that, like, that hits rule number two of every rotation of the flywheel make, gets easier with time. And then we already touched on this with Sahil, but uh, rule number three is each one should, each rotation should produce more than the last one. And so that's where, if you think about early on in his flywheel, you know, if he's got 50,000 subscribers, he can sell sponsorships for a certain amount, which produces a certain amount of sponsorship revenue, which then he can, he can reinvest. <laughs> so early on, say a rotation, a one month rotation, that flywheel produced 5,000 subscribers. Now a one month rotation, that flywheel is producing more like 50,000 subscribers. And that's going to keep accelerating because he's going, I'm an investor. Totally. I'm taking all of my profits here and I'm reinvesting them tax-free, right? Because it's a business expense into growing faster. Because his goal is how do I get to a million subscribers absolutely as fast as possible? Yeah. And so he has designed flywheels around that. Once you see this and you understand it, you, you really start to see it everywhere, you know? And sometimes it can be like, I mean, it's a beautiful and frustrating thing at the same time. If you listen to Lewis Howe's podcast, School of Greatness, for a long time, he's been really good at like at the beginning of the show, he says, and I want to read this week's review of the week from Apple Podcasts. This person said this nice thing. Mm. I give a shout out to today's fan of the week from Slasher, who said, I'm a daily listener of the show and I've yet to find an episode I don't enjoy. From finance to health, I always have a new skill to add to my life. And I truly feel like Lewis and his guests are helping me become the person I've always wanted to be. So Slasher, thank you so much for being a part of this. And thank you for leaving the review and being the fan of the week this week. And if you want a chance to be shouted out on the podcast, just head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review for your chance to be shouted out on the podcast in the future. That drives people to leave a review. That drives them up the charts. That gets more listeners who right. hear that he reads their reviews. They leave a review. And there's just beautiful, elegant flywheels like that all over the place. And as a creator, like I feel like a lot of times it feels like you're riding a bicycle in first gear on flat land. <laughs> and it's just like, man, I'm pedaling super hard and I'm not getting that far. And these help you feel like, okay, I'm moving in third gear. But you know, I get caught in comparison traps looking up to Sawhill or Justin Welsh. And the beauty of a flywheel is you realize, oh, I'm not years away from where they're at. Right. I'm a good flywheel. And a couple of months away, mm -hmm. you can pick up a lot of ground really quickly as you're sharing. So I think it's a really smart thing to think about and try to design for yourself because it can really move you forward. Yeah. When you think about your business like a system or like a flywheel, then you can say, what do I most need to optimize for in this? And you could say, okay, I want more subscriber growth. Okay. What tweaks, what puzzle pieces can I add to this flywheel that will drive more subscriber growth? It might be a referral program. You know, like, okay, how do I get my subscribers to refer more people? Uh, it might be a tweak to, to your content promotion process. Or you could go in and say, okay, I want to drive more revenue. And so it's like, all right, in what does my product ladder look like? Oh, I only have a single product that I've ever sold. Wait, that means that my biggest fans can only ever pay me $50. Right. You know, there's literally nothing else for them to buy. Right. Like, all right, well, maybe for everyone who bought this, I should add something else. Okay, now my revenue per subscriber went from $5 to $7. Okay, what should I do with that extra money? Oh, maybe I should invest it into paid advertising on the partner network to grow faster. Interesting. You know, now it's more people going through it. There's a really great book that's popular in the business circles, but not in the creator circles called uh, The E-Myth Revisited mm -hmm. by Michael mm -hmm. Gerber. And the, the point of the entire book is to get business owners to work on their business rather than in their business. Totally. And this mindset shifts that where you're able, obviously you're still in it, creating content, building relationships, but it lets you step outside and go, okay, how is this running? What is the system? What is the flywheel that this operates on? And how do I make tweaks to it uh, rather than, yeah. you know, be just pedaling away? So many creators, they don't treat themselves as a business owner. So the business that they're running treats them as an employee. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's like no, that's the sad reality. People, people leave their jobs because they're like, I don't, want to be an employee anymore and then they don't step into the role of business owner and they build a job for themselves right that may take more time may pay less in the immediate term so i'm i'm constantly saying like please like embrace the fact that you are a business owner and business owners think about things like flywheels they think about having an investment mindset and where they're putting their time if not if not their money
So what, what else, if you're able to say, what else is coming for the partner network? Or what else are you thinking about? Yeah, so we're thinking, I mean, we'll have it directly integrated uh, into ConvertKit, uh, probably at the time that this goes live, of letting you, you know, choose who you want to recommend and get paid for those subscribers. Um, later on, we want to make it easy to reinvest uh, everything that you're earning. If you want to say like, hey, what, you know, what I sold through ConvertKit Commerce, do I want to withdraw that to my bank account? Mm. Or do I want to just reinvest that in in growth? Or apply more? it to my subscription every month. Or apply it to my subscription every month. There's a lot of interesting like fintech. Yeah, it's uh, like, here's how much, here's your invoice. By the way, here's how much we made you this month. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the whole shift, right? Yeah. Our mission as a company is we exist to help creators earn a living. Yeah. And so how do we switch ConvertKit from something that you pay for to where we pay you? Yeah. And so we're trying to build the best place to earn a living online as a creator. And so it'll just be anything else that we can layer on uh, in that experience because we want it where you're just like, pay for ConvertKit? I guess I did, but they actually just sent me eight grand this totally. month, you yeah. know? And then on the creator network side, I'm really looking at all the ideas. What does it look like for ConvertKit to be multiplayer? Um, and this will take us more time to build out. But like, let's say you and I are doing a product launch together. Do we launch it in your email list, mm. on my email list? We're, we've got similar sized audiences. What's the overlap? Well, I'm really curious about that. Could we share a segment between our accounts that updates and syncs in real time? Interesting. Wait, right? Wait. Yeah. Could we do a product launch together where yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be promoting your community. So why don't you share a segment? I don't, get, I don't need to see any of the subscribers in it. Just share the segment of everyone who's already a member and I'll exclude that from my promotional broadcasts. Right, like this kind of stuff will take time to build, but that's ConvertKit, that's email marketing on multiplayer mode. And you guys do a really good job already of making like visual automations shareable, but there could be a world, we're in spitball territory. There, yep. there, there could be a world where you make broadcasts shareable, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we're doing a campaign together, instead of me saying, here's this Google Docs link of this horribly formatted thing that Google Docs required me to format in this way, if I could just... Yep write, compose something in my broadcast composer in ConvertKit and say, drop this into your account. Even if I have to share that, that could be really Yeah, helpful. so the one thing that um, we're putting live right now actually is the ability to, if you build, if you design email templates that you can sell those, uh, like share cool. and sell those. Inside sell of them? Mm -hmm. Make a marketplace? Yep, absolutely. Think like Notion templates and all that. And we're doing the same thing with um, automations. Where wow. you can say, hey, this, as a podcaster, this is the automation that I use. You know, here's the landing page that I found converts the best to get someone from a listener into you know, my free download. Here's the automation, you know, and let me sell that through ConvertKit Commerce or give it away for free. And same thing with the email templates. Where That's we'll awesome. have designers saying, hey, here's, here's um, the design that I've made. And That's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Would, uh, would I be selling that through ConvertKit Commerce? Yeah, you could sell it through anything you want, but ConvertKit Commerce has it built in natively. That's awesome. What do you think about Spotify as an organization? Because you've, you've shared before, like you guys had an acquisition offer, you turned it down, you've been public yep. about that. But this is making me think of, it feels like what Spotify is doing in audio, mm. you guys are sort of doing an email. Spotify gets a bad rap a lot of times, but honestly, like I think they've done a ton for the podcasting ecosystem as they've done. But it sounds like you guys are like really expanding and, almost like vertically integrating the different things creators can do on the platform. Yeah, I think it's probably, what we're doing that's similar to Spotify is just chasing what what builds this whole market and community the most. Yeah, yeah. Right, and you know, builds our business and builds their business in the, in the same way. Uh, a quick tie for Spotify, or tie in there, Dave Alterescu, our chief revenue officer, actually led the US, he worked at Spotify in the um, 2011 on time, Time period. So he led the U.S. launch of Spotify. Mm. Was there for years. Launched Spotify in Brazil and a bunch of other countries, and then ended up leaving, doing other things. Joined a little uh, podcasting startup, or they're actually doing Snapchat for audio. When he joined, uh, they pivoted into podcasting called Anchor. Oh, a little, yeah, okay. yeah. And then built them <laughs> for two years, and then sold them to Spotify. Um, and then he was he was again at Spotify for a little while, and he just he just joined us because he loves the creator space and yeah. musicians and podcasting. And I think they have a creator that. ethos. They like, do. The bad rap they get is often like you're crowding out other tools or platforms, but it's like, but it's because we're making such a good user and creator experience yeah. in a lot of ways. Now, I think one way that ConvertKit and Spotify are different is that 
we take a very open approach to everything. And this is probably like, this is the difference between ConvertKit and Substack and, and others, right? We have 180 integrations. We have an open API and we're making that like a long-term play that we want to do is let other people build apps inside of ConvertKit. Miles. And so like course platforms could then say, oh, let me get you access to all of our course data, you know, inside of the ConvertKit email editor. And so rather than making a walled garden, we're saying, hey, let's build as much as we can and let's like whatever tools the creator wants to use, let them do that. So like a good example is we have ConvertKit Commerce where we're making it easy to sell products. There's a great dashboard inside of your ConvertKit account. But if you're selling on other platforms, we aggregate all that data into yeah, the same graph. I do that, so, it's great. Yeah, so take like Ryan Holiday, for example, with Daily Stoic. He's got the, the coins with Stoic phrases. Um, he's got physical books that they're selling. They've got memberships, I think, on Teachable. I, I think they've got like a memberful setup. You know, they've got a bunch of things that they've set up over the years and it's all aggregated into a single graph. And so we're never going to say like, oh, because you're doing that on a third party, like don't do it or it has to be this way. Yeah. It's like, no, whatever's best for you as a creator, we'll make all the data open and yeah. keep building integrations. It's exciting. I'm, I was literally thinking about doing an experiment of just putting existing like one-off content or uh, products that I have on Gumroad mm -hmm. just because like what they've done they have is the they've built, they built discoverability. Yep. But it sounds like you guys are building towards the same future potentially, which I think is a huge opportunity. Yeah, another one that I want to do uh, that, you know, this is us speculating because software takes a long time to build, but is a marketplace for products sold on ConvertKit Commerce. Mm-hmm. And then you could browse by like have an affiliate setup. Yep. I, this and, is what I was just thinking. Okay. <laughs> and so I could go and look through it and be like, okay, I'm a designer. Um, I could go make my own Figma right. course. I don't know that I want to do that, but I've got 10,000 people on this list. Who has a great Figma course totally. that pays a 25% commission, you know? And then I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know who has one, right? But we, we pick someone. Totally. Like, I think her content's fantastic. Let's pull that in. Let me start recommending it. And then I'm earning, getting paid through ConvertKit Commerce since it's one yeah. ecosystem. I love that. I hope you guys do that. <laughs> I hope you expand the ConvertKit Commerce sales pages first. Yes. But I hope you do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to build. <laughs> We're hiring engineers in case anyone's an engineer and wants to join. Amazing. All right. Well, future belongs to the creators. Is there anything else we haven't touched on that I feel like we should have talked about? I, I think we covered it all. Okay. Thank you. We did it. We did it. Awesome. So if you're listening to this and you're compelled, Go to creatornetwork.com. Yep. If you're already in ConvertKit, it's in your account. If you're not, get it. And uh, yeah, Nathan, great to hang out and spend some time. Yeah, thank you. All right, there we have it. The future is bright for email. The future is bright for the ConvertKit Creator Network. I hope you're already using ConvertKit, but if you're not, I truly, truly, truly do recommend it. If you are not using ConvertKit, but you want to start, there is a link in the show notes, or you can go to creatorscience.co slash ConvertKit. That is my affiliate link. I would very much appreciate you using it. Thanks to Nathan for being on the show. Thank you to Nathan Tonhunter for editing this episode. Thank you to Emily Klaus for making the artwork for this episode. And thank you to Brian Skeel for creating our music. If you like this episode, you can tweet at me at jklaus and let me know. And if you really want to say thank you, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.